Strike Indeed, episode number 67, Razzball Fantasy Basketball Podcast, Sun and Joel edition, with a special guest, Iran. What's going on, Iran? Hey, what's up, everybody? Glad to be here. Awesome. Yeah, Iran's right in the recaps, uh, Thursday night recaps. Um, I really like his style. It's like really smooth, straight to the point. You know, he hones in, like there's no bullshit, right? He hones in on particular players. Uh, you know, his writing style is really good. You know, obviously very knowledgeable. Um, we had a lot of fun on some past pods, uh, you know, Mount Rushmore, stuff like that. Um, it was good stuff. So yeah, everyone go check that out, but check out his, uh, his work on recaps. Um, all right, before we get into stuff, uh, episode number 67, two players have worn that number, Mo Becker and the great Taj Gibson, the great Taj Gibson. He has the best. Uh, meme. Someone made this meme of the Taj Mahal, and they put the picture of Taj Gibson's head on each of the the pillars, and it's like the greatest greatest thing ever. So, um, shout out to Taj. Uh, in terms of still on an NBA roster, right? I know it's crazy. He won't die. It's 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 unbelievable. Um, it's not even Thibs either. Like he, he's just a a man in the world now. You you gotta pay respect to the great Taj. Um, all right. In terms of number of points, sixty-seven has been scored four times, all by Wilt, that fucking Wilt guy. So, Who um, else? yeah, no, it, it, it's crazy stuff, man. It's uh, no, it's cool. You know, as we uh, usually it's just me and Joel, you know, making love. But today we got a menage a trois with uh, Iran, <laughs> so it's like a, a, a new experience. Uh, so it's really cool. Um, Glad to, you know, Iran and I, we're on the West Coast. I'm in L.A. Iran's in San Diego. Uh, we're freezing our asses off at 65 degrees. And Joel is like, yo, that's like double the number of where I'm at right now. And so we wanted to just flaunt, flaunt our, <laughs> our goodness uh, to you. Um, yo, so how's the weather out there, Joel? Uh, uh, up here, it's miserable. Let's not talk about it. It's going to snow again tonight. So, um, my... My wife is uh, in Atlanta, so it's just going to be me and the puppy and the snow. So things are cool. Tell tell me something good, boys. <laughs> what else you got? <laughs> uh, hey, real quick. I actually didn't plug in my mic. So does this sound better? Does this sound different than from before? Yeah, it does sound better. It does? Okay. All right, cool. So mic is plugged in. Um, yeah, you know, the menage a trois got me all discombobulated. So <laughs> I, for- I forgot to stick certain things in certain holes. <laughs> um, all right. Um, uh, yeah, we're getting off the rails here. So, yeah, we just wanted to have fun. You know, it's an all-star break. Um, you know, no games going on. And uh, so I think today one of the main things we wanted to, to get into was like, and I've been wanting to talk about this topic for quite some time now. It's been in the, the pod notes for, for like the last 10 episodes. So um, best things that are done at arenas, whether it be uh, promotional stuff or events or, or things like that. And, um, you know, I have some things that, you know, I, I have on my mind, but I wanted to, I'm very interested to hear uh, your guys' thoughts on this. There's been a reason why I've avoided this one, so I'm, <laughs> I'm passing the mic. Uh, I guess I'm just a fuddy-duddy. I don't have a whole lot of, like, in-game arena stuff. But uh, hopefully I can piggyback off something, something else someone else has got to say. I'm a sucker for for all the classics. Uh, you know, a little little kiss cam, uh, yeah. always I good for laughs. Yeah. Uh, I remember one time I went to a game and with with friends, and uh, 
two of the friends got on there. They were not together. And it was like a huge rejection from one to the other. And it, it was hilarious. We were dying. Uh, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> uh, it was embarrassing, but they had a, they had a good time. So that's, that one's always fun for me. Uh, and I, I love the, uh, I know a lot of the arenas, they have like their own special ones. So some of them have like, you know, like the dance offs or like, they have like, you play like the bongos and things like those are always yeah. great for like at least two viral videos a year with like some yeah. old grandma going crazy or some little kid like taking his clothes off or something. Well, that got a little weird, but uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Do, do, you, do you guys prefer the ones where it's like audience participation or like they bring in the shows or? So I think I'm like kind of scarred. Um, and when I was in college, I did a work study job that was like trying to find people to be contestants on like the in-game stuff and it just sucked um so if you can bring in a professional or like better yet like have an in-house entertainment person i think that's even better just for the sake of like the the college students like me they're like awkwardly asking just like the worst people to be participants <laughs> in like a, a three-point shootout or whatever but but isn't that some of the allure right to see like people like just be shitty at something yeah. or, or to make you know you know clown themselves kind of thing right but then it was it was my it was my fault that that was happening like i just mm. i kept on getting the wrong guys like um i wasn't the person who put them up but like my buddy john was involved in yeah. this once and he it was one of the um the games where like there's two people and they're tied together by like a bungee cord and they you like do basket you're at competing baskets and john was like 50 pounds heavier than this other person just yanked him across half court and <laughs> worked him on layoffs and came home with like a free TV or whatever. I was like, I probably could have done that better. That's, that's on me. Yeah. You know what that sounds like? I mean, that sounds like collusion and I want to know how much you got paid under the table for that. <laughs> right. I mean, that's you know, that's, that, it's like, I'm going to have to call you Joel Donaghy. <laughs> John, John did end up being uh, the, one of the best men at my wedding. So like, you know, we, we maintained a relationship. It's real. Yeah, it's real for real. The tinfoil <laughs> uh, hat, man. You know, um, I, I love judging the contestants as they come out, though. Like you, you yeah. see them come out with the ball, like, oh no, his pants way too tight. Like it's their ball. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, so so it's it's first impressions. Like you, yeah. you a first impression guy. I love All it. Right. I love it. Yeah, I yeah. love it. I love scouting. I, I I'm a good. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, like what kind of shoes they're wearing? You know, what kind of yeah clothes yeah. they're wearing? Yeah. I, I'm I'm more about is there a backwards though. hat or not? Yeah. You know? Okay. Well. Okay. So backwards hat. Let's get into that. Is you got that to. A good you, thing? It's for the is line of vision. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? The line of vision. I feel oh, like okay. it's. Did All you right. see uh, the who's that? The jazz <laughs> owner beat Dwayne Wade in the three point shootout with a backwards hat. I think the backwards hat is the way to go for the normal okay. people. Whoa. You look cool. I didn't know that happened. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like in the celebrity game or something. They did like a little competition between him and Wade, three point shootout. And he won. He won with the backwards hat. Backwards hat. Okay. Okay. That's, That's what I look for. Back backwards hat is key. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm more of a. I'm more of a like how they walk. To me, like how they walk, you know, like their gait, that that shows a lot to me. And then, uh, <laughs> um, you know, I don't know. You know, some people got that. You know, that that confidence walk. Some guys are yep. kind of slouching, right? Like I don't know. That, like that that's my thing Iran's got the hat Joel Joel obviously just we're just waiting for 
people just pay them under the table. That's right. To, yeah. To gain the yeah. advantage. I'm I'm looking for more best men. That's really what I'm trying to do. Here. <laughs> um, what about the, uh, you know, they shoot the cannon, or they shoot the, oh the whatever, t-shirt cannon, guns. yeah, oh, yeah, t-shirt, yeah. yeah. You you a t-shirt cannon guy? I, when I was younger, like in high school, going to games and stuff, I mean, I would be like fighting people for for those t-shirts i don't know why it was completely idiotic but it's, i don't know yeah. i don't know why people shoot stuff no, no. there my, like diving on the floor like my kids go absolutely fucking bonkers when that shit happens <laughs> i mean granted you know there's people dancing and they got the music but then you know, they hear the boom, boom, and then they start going fucking nuts and it's great yeah so the kids love it i'm not a big big fan of it yeah but whatever you know i guess since the kids love it uh i'm good for it have either um, of you guys got anything? Have you ever like been the recipients of a of a projectile into the stands? I have never. Oh, never. It's a great thrill. Always been beaten. You got? What did what, what'd you get? I, it's actually happened to me a couple of times. I what? Uh, I know. Well, so the most recent time I caught a shirt that was thrown at a Bucks game, which was like a you know, a, it was thrown to me, so I caught it. Um, but the other time I was at a a college volleyball game and just like no one was there. And so your odds go way up. True. So they like threw like a, a signed ball into the stands, which I got. Which like if I cared anything about like Jeez. the 2011 Missouri women's college basketball team, like <laughs> it would have been a great thrill. But otherwise, just like oh, no, I have a little ball. Dude, that's that's amazing. You're like the guy you know that goes to the baseball games and he's broken down the science of where foul balls, the probabilities of where foul balls are going to be hit. That, that that's you, Joel. I've right. never come close to a foul ball. <laughs> Only t-shirts. T-shirts and volleyballs. Yeah, foul balls. I've never got a foul ball. Um, I would love to. I think that would be awesome. Um, I always go into my mind. Like, I I envision the scenario, and, I, you know, I just can't be the guy that drops it, right? Uh, that, that's, like, my greatest fear, yes, right? Just yes. coming, and, like, oh, you know, and, like, that's my... You, get, you have to catch it. You have to catch the ball. So, like, it amazes me when those dudes, you know, you see those videos, the guys, like, holding the baby. Yeah. catches it with one hand. Like, what the fuck? How did you do that? You know? I know. <laughs> or then they catch it, like, in the in the beer cup, and then they just the beer cup. it. Like, yeah. oh, that's badass. Dude, yeah, that's, like, that's crazy. I don't know if I could do that, man. You know, no, so. no way. I just don't want to hurt myself. Like, I keep yeah, on breaking bones hurt. in weird ways. Yeah. Like, I don't want to try to catch this and break my hand. <laughs> So okay, so if the ball's coming right to you, are you what ducking, running away? I just stopped going to baseball games. I've cut, I've cut, <laughs> cut the possibility out entirely, you know. <laughs> Volleyball only for me. All right, all right, fair. What about the, um, you know, like okay, so you're saying like the step participants from the stands versus like professionals, and so like they have a lot of like professional entertainment, you know, like I. I'm a sucker for Red Panda. I love Red yeah, Panda. Red Panda. Yeah, like she's the fucking shit. Um, and you know the cool thing about her is like sometimes she fucks up. Like sometimes she doesn't get it, which to me makes it better, right? I don't know why, but maybe because it's like it shows that not only like she's human, but then also how fucking hard, like what she's doing. It's it's so incredibly hard that even though she probably has like a million hours. Like, she still can't do it every single time, you know? It's fucking crazy. Um, that's I, commitment I, I, to excellence, you know? Like, that's per- pushing the envelope of your craft, you know? More and more things that you're kicking onto your foot and then onto the top <laughs> of your head. I'm just wondering, like, how do you get to that point, right? Like, 
you know, I, okay, I, so I can kind of see it. Like maybe you're sitting at home, um, you know, foot's on the table, you just ate or something. <laughs> you know, there's a bowl. All right, let me see it. And then boom, right? But then like, okay, so I, you know, I can understand that, that, that progression from there to like, all right, one bowl to five bowls. But then how the fuck do you get to the, the unicycle, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then like kicking it to your head is like... That's yeah, crazy. You know, it starts with dirty dishes in a unicycle, and then it ends at uh, at center court, Pfizer <laughs> Forum. Have it's you amazing. guys ever? Have you have you guys seen any other acts that like just just blew your mind? I wouldn't say blew my mind. I mean, there's good ones. You know, there's a guy with the with the dog who gets the dog to do a bunch of tricks, and there's mm-hmm. that, that that's always a fun. I think anything with animals is is great. Uh, the quick change people like. It's 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 gimmicky, but it always gets you like, oh, how, how did they do that? Like, but nothing yeah. like mind blowing. I, I think Red Panda is number one in the halftime show one. show power rankings. I think so too. <laughs> I think so too. What about you? Jordan? Um, I back when I was cool, um, I met one of the um, one of the acro dunkers for the Warriors at a Halloween party. Um, nice. Yeah, he was a fascinating guy, like a legitimately like interesting human so i've got to put him at the top and i've like went to some of their like practices um which was also really weird of just like seeing someone do like acrobatic tricks without a crowd um shit's amazing those guys uh they do a really cool job and uh he was a, a fascinating guy so the uh the flying dubs as they were known at the time uh, hold the top spot for me those guys are cool man um yeah, this guy. have you ever gone to like the Champlain parks and, and like tried to do oh. like, some of the shit? It's fucking hard. <laughs> it's really hard. Like So you tried I, it? I have, I have. Um you know, obviously the, the Champlain's much bigger, so like theirs is like they have a small trampoline and then uh-huh. so I think theirs is more difficult to do. But even just trying to jump on it and then, you know, to get up there like the dunk and do stuff, um, it's hard, man. And then, you know, they're like flipping and twisting and doing all that shit. Um, yeah, props to him. I think another one that I seen was um, I saw this dude. I forgot what his name is. He's like some like Eastern European guy, and so like he starts like stacking shit on top of each other, but it's like it's like a pole, and then like he gets a chair and turns it sideways. You know, like how you try to like uh, you know if you're at the restaurant the salt shaker, you try to like put it you know you know like like the Leaning Tower of Pizza, but then like he's like balancing the chair sideways like on top of the a pole and then he's climbing it and then like doing like handstands on top how the fuck do these people do that shit? i still know it's, i'm surprised it's it's, it doesn't end in calamity more often you know yeah, like seriously. Seriously. you've got to be so good and be doing it so often privately that you yeah. you're unfazed uh yeah shout out to him yeah, no. Yeah, no, big time shout out to them. Like so much props to them. I mean, I guess it's kind of like you know those guys that walk across the wire between buildings and shit. Yeah. Right. Like I guess they're just like at such a level where it's like, oh, there's no thing. It's like whatever, you know, just like walking across. Right. I would imagine. Right. Um. Yeah, it's crazy. All right. There's other like okay, so like in game stuff. So. But, you know, like I don't. I think they still do it. Yeah, they still do it at Laker games, but. If you hold an opponent under 100 points, Taco Bell has a promotion. Oh, the taco. Right? Like, I, yeah, think like, the box. I think it's Jack in the Box. I think it's Jack in the Box. 
Is it Jack in the Box now? They changed it. It's been a while. Oh, it's been a while for me too. Maybe it's not. Yeah, maybe maybe different arenas, but yo, the people get so amped, like they just start. We want tacos. We want, and the chant is like, I love it, and I fucking love it. Um, that's one of my favorites, all of my favorites. The recent one, the Chick Fil A. If you miss two free throws, like people go absolutely <laughs> bonkers, and I. It's actually a really good one, right? Because that that like that one actually helps, you know, the the game flow, right? Because you're trying to, right? Well, actually, no, wait, because no, it has to be for the opponent, right? Yeah, I don't think they would do it for their home team. So yeah, you know, that helps the team. Um, but yeah, anything like that, like, yeah, I always get I always get so amped. So like, do you guys have any any ones that you would think of, or are there ones that you would want to see? Oh man, ones that I'd want. I don't. So I don't think so. Again, like I'm kind of the fuddy duddy here, but um, mostly I just appreciate that there is stuff that happens during timeouts. Like the the discrepancy between going to a basketball game and watching a basketball game on television. Like those breaks are forever when you're just sitting there and nothing is happening. So like whatever you're doing uh, during a timeout, especially if it's like a TNT game and it's like a a four minute break. You said, like, I gotta, we gotta do something here. We're all just sitting watching like a blank, blank court. So, uh, I, I'm, I have a very low bar for being entertained, I guess. Yeah. The league pass is great. Cause you're able to see all the entertainment and all the, exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's awesome. Uh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Ron? Anything that you'd want to see or anything that like you like that you've seen in the past? Well, I also I also grew up going to Laker games, so the the taco chant, I mean, like yeah. that, that's nostalgic for me. So. People get so amped, it's, yeah. it's crazy. <laughs> I know that's like that's the only thing that keeps you engaged in like the last four <laughs> four minutes of a blowout is just yeah. the tacos are on the line, and yes. like we got to get the tacos. <laughs> and I don't I don't think I ever used the coupon once. I was so excited to get it, I don't yeah. think I ever used it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I have either, actually. So. Um, you know, like, you know, genius, right? Because they probably figure, you know, the guy broke down all the numbers and the probabilities. So, that, you know, he probably, they probably broke it down to a science to where, yeah, X amount of percent of people are not going to even do it. And, you know, the amount that we pay for the promotion is probably, you know, worth it, you know, from that, that, that standpoint. So, um, what about ones that you would like to see? Anything comes to mind? I mean, I don't know. I guess it's just, you know, can I get a free oil change or something? Some, some... Okay. <laughs> right. That's a little more useful. For... A rent voucher, you know? <laughs> um, I don't know if this is a real thing or if this is like an okay. acid flashback, but like I yeah. seem to remember at one point in my life going to games and there being like a little blimp that would go around and drop things. Um, and I haven't seen the blimp in like a really long time. I would love to get That'd the blimp cool. back. Uh, just because like things okay, so what the comes down? Is that like they're they're tossing down T-shirts and shit, or no? It's mostly like paper stuff. It's like uh, like what you guys talk about for like tacos. Like show up ah. to your Jack in the Box and you oh, get right, right, right. Uh, like or whatever. Class, they put, yeah, like, yeah. That's uh, kind of cool. You can't yeah, like be dropping handballs or whatever. Yeah, I've never yeah I've never seen that too. But that I feel cool. like it happened a long time ago, or maybe it was like a college thing. I definitely remember like looking up and seeing a blimp. Yeah. But, I feel like it would be so easy nowadays with like drones yeah, and stuff. Drones, right? Exactly. Like, yeah. That would be cool. All right. There's there, there's two that I want to see. One is, you know, if a player is about to hit fifty, like I need, or if they hit fifty points, 
I need the 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 whoop whoop, the whoop whoop, the police <laughs> sirens. I need that that gone. You know, we need that because like I like they've been getting better with it. Like in house, like music, the DJ, um, you know, they're I mean they're putting in samples of like you know RZA, JZA, you know, there's beats of songs while the people are playing. You know, like during possessions. So I like I really like that. Uh, and then the other one is. Um, this is probably more applicable for out here, just because in and out is not everywhere. But if a dude hits a double double or a triple double, or he's on the cusp of a double double triple double, you know, you know, then you start chanting in and out, in and out, in and out, and you know, so I, I think that would be kind of cool. I think they should do that. Uh, in and out, you know, you can sponsor yeah. this pod if you want. I think that's a, you know, you know if, if in and out was given out free vouchers, I think they would just get overrun. <laughs> yeah seriously i you know like i talk to people you know that are not from here and then they visit here and they's like you know the first thing they do when they get out of lax is there's an in and out right there on what is it is that lincoln lincoln and sepulveda sepulveda yeah right yeah and they're like yo Take, take me straight to the in and out right like that, that's like the first thing they do they go but um oh so joel you're from out here but now you live in in uh milwaukee uh were you an in and out guy do you miss it or no in and out is not on the lo- like the long list of things that i miss about california no i mean i think it's okay. like a it's, it's a nice burger but yeah. um yeah i there there's like you know sunshine and legal weed like it's a, there's a lot of things that i miss no, no, no my snow, friends yeah. my family yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, no, i hear you i hear you um all right iran i think in and out is good but honestly yeah. like i think fat burger is better is, is that fat a burger? yeah you, you're not a fat burger guy what a face <laughs> yeah yeah iran was about to puke he's about to punch you he's about to punch you right now no i just i just feel like i haven't even heard the Name Fat Burger and like oh, they don't have fifteen years. Oh. Do they exist anymore? Oh yeah, yeah. I, there's I, a, there's I, a honestly, of... I haven't seen it or heard anything about it in I don't remember how long. So wow. when you said Fat Burger, honestly, yeah. what I thought about was, uh-huh. do you remember the movie? Maybe not Good Burger. Yeah. Okay, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Good Burger. I, I I, that I thought of that, and I was like, <laughs> is, this, is this a bit? Like, are we just talking about fake food? But then no, Fat Burger. You're right, but I feel oh. like I haven't heard it. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm Magic, sorry, I didn't, I didn't, no, no, all, all good. <laughs> I remember Ma- Magic used to own a bunch of fat burgers, and like, you know, I, I mean, I, I love them. I used to go there all the time. I get a go in there, get a double king burger with egg, grilled onions. It's so fucking good. They got the big fat fries. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I personally like it better than In and Out, but um, yeah, I guess you obviously don't agree because you know, <laughs> <laughs> it existed. only existed in Ice Cube songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's a real thing it's a real thing um yeah i, I definitely think it's better all right um anything else you guys want to you know talk about in terms of this uh i don't know i've always wanted to talk about it i think it's kind of i'm, fun, so, so. I'm just really happy for you that we got this thank off you. the list finally <laughs> <laughs> i'm like, not yes, kidding it's, it's been like months like, are we gonna do it this month is this, uh, this is the week that we talk about like our favorite in-game entertainment right and it's, i don't know <laughs> Why don't we talk about John Collins again, you know? <laughs> um, all right. So I, I know this wasn't on the, the topic in, in the show notes, but it, it's something that I've been you know thinking about the other day. And I've had, uh, you know, some conversations regarding this. Um, so, you know, someone 
the buddy I was talking to was basically like, you know, I love the NBA. NBA is perfect. Like nothing needs to be changed. And I was like, well, I like the NBA, but I think a lot of things need to be changed, right? And I think one of them was, um, you know, end of game, you know, free throws and stuff like that. And, you know, we had a pot about this a long time ago, right? Remember, like how to kind of improve the game and, and stuff like that. And so, like, you know, going into, like, um, getting rid of free throws altogether, right? And just changing them with, like, power plays, advantages and subs and things like that. So... Uh, and then, you know, with the, the most recent All-Star game, you know, the, the Elam ending, um, you know, I, I personally love it. You know, I think uh, they should apply that to, to every game, to playoffs and NBA. I just I just think it's much better. So um, what are your, do you guys have any have, have any thoughts on, on some of those those questions there? Uh, I know that for me, uh, the, the free throw thing is a big deal as someone who, who watches 90% of games uh, on DVR. I always skip through the free throws. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would like to see, I think they do this in the G League where uh, they just take like one free throw for all the points. Like if it's a two-shot foul, it's like the free throw is worth two or three-shot mm -hmm. foul is worth three to speed up the game. That That's an interesting idea. I haven't, I haven't actually seen it in a okay. G League game, but I, I, I've heard that they do that. That would be interesting. But yeah, some stuff to speed up the game flow, especially in the last couple of minutes, I think, you know, replay has become like a, a huge deal. I, I'm not sure why it takes them as long as it does to it's awful. review stuff. I feel like after two, maybe three angles, we can kind of tell yeah. whose ball is it or is it a foul or not? Like, is there some way to put a clock on that? Like you have two minutes to figure this out. Yeah. With the... No, no, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. sorry. Go I just say with the, the review stuff, like, I can't remember what show I was listening to, but what's frustrating for me is like the um, like the illusion that these referees are the ones that are looking at the cameras, like going in and looking at the monitors as if they're not getting the information from Sakakis. Like that's that's the thing that I find so frustrating about the delay is like I know that like Tony Brothers isn't like replaying things and going back and forth with the angles. He's just like waiting for someone in a room in New Jersey to tell him what the call is and so like just like expedite it like don't have them go over to the stand don't have the camera where they like read out the thing just like put put a buzzer in someone's ear and go like this is the call it's right. this it's this the call goes this way but like we have to have like the theater around like the referees are convening to say like oh no it it, it touched off his hand so it's it's actually a change of possession that's the thing that gets me hmm. no true that, that, that's a good point. I actually never thought about that. Um, maybe, well, I don't know. I don't know if I should put on my tinfoil hat here and get uh, re really cynical. What has stopped <laughs> you before? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. That's Are a we good getting point. our second Donahue reference of the pod? Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, yeah, so, I mean, maybe, maybe, you know, it's on that tip, right? Like, uh, you know, they have to figure out... Um, you know, I guess where the money lies and where the money's coming from, you know, like they got to call the, the appropriate people, press the uh, appropriate numbers to be like, yo, like, is it okay? Do we get permission? No, nah, uh, nah, I'm just kidding on that. But I think, you know, what the pers perspective that you laid out was like um, the theater part of it, because at the end of the day, it's, you know, it's entertainment, right? And so uh, it kind of fits in with kind of what this pod is about, right? Like, 
during timeouts, there's a lot of dead time, dead noise, so they have to fill it in with entertainment, right? Music, dancing, whatever, whatnot. So something like that, uh, it kind of makes sense, right? It's just people standing around, not doing anything. So, right, to have something visually to look at, yeah. So yeah, that that's probably what it's more about, you know, just you know having some drama element to it, some theater element to kind of uh, present it in a way that's, um, you know, so people don't leave the channel. I guess like if you just saw. You know, all the players just standing there and the rest standing in the middle of the court just kind of just, just tapping their fingers and um, yeah I don't think that would be as I guess visually appealing as kind of what they're doing like put on the headset and drama you know <laughs> like doing all that yeah. stuff so that's interesting no, that's I actually point. don't think I've ever been to a game where there's been a, a like a replay review yeah uh, have actually, you guys yeah, like what what right. have you guys seen that like what actually happens in the arena in terms of like hmm. are the fans just kind of you know just do whatever you want like we're just waiting or do they have like something some type of entertainment going on like a the little cars racing around on the thing or... <laughs> the blitz is back <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah yeah i would imagine that they have something you know maybe the dancers come on the floor or you know the music or, I, I don't know if the music but i'm sure they have something but that's a good yeah. question yeah i've never i've never seen it yeah as well even even when i flip through like lead packs and, and stuff like that um yeah, I've never seen that. So that that's probably on my next checklist. I guess I'm about to be cognizant <laughs> of that, right? And next time there's a replay, try to you know try to catch that. So, um, yeah, no, that's a good point, man. Good point. Um, I don't I don't appreciate Joel that you know you're saying that I'm just tinfoil and conspiracy guy, man. <laughs> I I didn't say that's all you were, but I am. I do believe that you indulge the uh, the the out of the box, shall we say? Uh, I think so. I, I mean, so. and you yeah. make just like uh, a weekly reference to the NSA, like gathering all this data. <laughs> and stuff. You always True. mean it well, but I, you know, like yeah. we're not that far removed from uh, <laughs> from someone cooking something up here. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. I just want to get on the same acid tip as you, Joel. That, yeah, that's that. That's all I'm trying to do. <laughs> just trying to get on that same plane. Remember, remembering if there are blimps or not. <laughs> that's where you want to be. You know, I, I'm like picturing that in my head, and it's like it's pretty cool, man. You know, it was. Um, it was. Yeah. If it actually happened or not, maybe it was just yeah. like a thing that I saw. Maybe they're yeah. waiting for me to do it. You know. Right. Right. No, I mean. Whether it's true or not, like, yeah, it's a figment. If it's a figment of your imagination, it doesn't matter because that was your reality, and your reality is our reality, right? Because, right, we we cannot disprove it. So, <laughs> um, all right, all right, we're we're definitely getting off the rails here. So, in terms of um, most memorable game that you've attended, uh, there's one that automatically you know went to my my dome when you said that. But I'm interested to hear like your guys' experience. Okay, uh, so I've got, I got two that come to mind, so I'll okay. just talk about both. First one uh, was the first time uh, Shaq came back to L.A. after being traded to Miami. Uh, the energy that night was, I mean, off, off the charts. Uh, and I'll, I'll still never forget, like, that moment where, I, like, a 17-year-old Andrew Bynum went one-on-one, -on -one, spun baseline, and dunked on Shaq. And I thought, like, I the, roof, the roof at Sable was going to explode. <laughs> like, it, that was crazy. So, I mean, it was great to be in a building for that one. Uh, and the other one that I remember, like, that stuck out to me, it's just it was so much fun, was uh, in 2011, uh, one of my 
It was a Clippers Knicks game. It was a game that uh, Blake Griffin dunked on Mozgov, and uh, that that night, it, and he had like three crazy dunks that night, and that was like, the, and it just kept getting, he just kept like topping himself, and that was the third one, and like being in the arena for that was, was crazy. It was just he put on a show, and that 2011 Clippers team is like that was the year before Chris Paul. That's like one of my favorite, like just random NBA teams. So they were just a lot of fun to watch. Eric Gordon was one of my favorite players back then. That was Blake's rookie year where he really burst onto the scene and was jumping over cars and stuff. So uh, <laughs> those are like probably the two most memorable experiences for me. Nice. So before we, we get to Joel's, I need to ask, you know, since, I mean, you did live in LA for a while, right? Yeah. Before, yeah. before going to San Diego. Mm-hmm. So this, uh, I guess, dichotomy or divergent rooting interests of both the Lakers and the Clippers. Um, I don't <laughs> yeah. know, man. Seems there's a little no, treacherous. Listen, yeah, so see, there, there's you know, no divergent rooting interests. I was a Lakers fan, and that's <laughs> it. But I, I appreciate other teams. I've always like, right. like been fine with the Clippers. They've just never posed a threat to me, so I just didn't care. Uh, oh wow! The pew pew. Those are those are fight words. <laughs> come on, come on. Like, especially back then. Especially back then. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. honestly, like their tickets are so much cheaper. Like uh, when I was when I was in college, uh, yeah. those were the only games I could afford. I stopped going to later games, but yeah. you could still get like twenty dollar like floor seats for the Clippers. So that's what I did for sure. No, no, no. I I hear you. I'm the same way. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I'm a diehard Laker fan, but yeah, I went to plenty of Clipper games too. Like you said, there's <laughs> super cheap, right? And, you know, we got priced out of Laker games. Um, I mean, this guy I used to work with, uh, I guess he used to be a season ticket holder for Lakers. And then he just got so fed up with them because, you know, they just kept jacking up the prices and just, you know, the customer service wasn't great. So he's like, you know what? Screw you guys, right? And then he, mm-hmm. and then he went to the dark side became a Clipper fan, um, season <laughs> ticket holder. But, you know, I get it. Yeah, I get it. You know, I, I get it. I respect it. Um, but I just needed to make sure, Ron. Just needed to make sure, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but, I, yeah. I, but I hear you. I hear you. Uh, what about you, Joel? Uh, we've talked about this on the pod before, but I was in the building for uh, Clay Thompson's 37-point quarter, Ooh, which was crazy. just like – amazing. It's like one of those things where it's like, I don't know, man. He's better. He was better that night at doing his job than I've been at anything in my entire life. You know, like I don't tie my shoes as well as he shoots the ball. So like, <laughs> um, that was a memorable one. A sort of uh, a strange, like distinct one was I went to a Kings game uh, before they built their new arena. So I was like at what was Arco. I think at the time it was called Sleep Train Arena. Um, that's old school i know well like and that was the that's the thing that sticks out to me is just like hmm. how old that gym felt like like you know how high school gyms have those like uh the bleachers that you pull out of the yeah, wall yeah. it yeah. felt like that oh nice. my like demarcus cousins and isaiah <laughs> thomas from playing <laughs> i don't remember anything about the game i don't remember anything about like who won who, what the opponent was but i just remember like walking around just like Oh yeah, I get like why they want to build a new arena. <laughs> this this place is ancient. Um, okay, so two two ways I want to uh, two questions I want to ask from there. Well, first one, and we've kind of talked about this before, but I'm very interested to hear both of you guys on this. In terms of the Clay Thompson one, do you guys think he's a Hall of Famer? So I'm I'm extremely biased uh, because Clay Thompson is my favorite NBA player. 
Uh, oh, so, yeah. Okay. Okay. So yes, he's a he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah. Of uh, course. Well, okay. So I mean, let's dig into that. Yeah. Why is he your favorite NBA player? How'd that come about? So it's it's a lot of random things uh, that stacked up on each other. Uh, right. First, we share the same birthday. Oh, <laughs> very right. very random. February eighth, nineteen ninety. Both born on that day. Um, another, and then I like I again growing up as a Lakers fan, I used to always you know listen to his dad on the radio, no, Michael Thompson, yeah, yeah, yeah. and because of that, I followed Clay's career. Um, yeah. Like in college and stuff, he was not a well-known prospect, but just because of the connection to, to Michael, like I was always interested and always watched yeah. Washington State play. Uh, yeah. So there's that. Third, he is from uh, Rancho Santa Margarita, California, uh, which is a very small town east of Orange County that i worked in for several years oh wow uh, dude the universe yeah. connects it's all connected. It connects. You're almost clay you're pretty much clay is what i mean yeah it's like, <laughs> basically it gets it gets better because okay. well, i don't know if it gets better but uh also like we, <laughs> at that at that job we had a company basketball league uh and one of the players there was one of clay's high school teammates um <sighs> so i'm almost connected to him i feel like i've almost talked to him uh and also my game is very similar to his so he's someone i've always looked up to i am a uh a three-point shooter. shooter. Yeah. Three-point shooter. So I've always, I've always admired shooters, and uh, I always thought he had the prettiest jumper in the game, especially yeah. pre-injury. So all these random, plus of course his personality, and so he's such a goofball, and it's so yeah. authentic. So I am just completely in a tank for play. <laughs> you smoking the weed? You smoking the weed too? With him? Oh uh, well, I, I wish with him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be an awesome experience, especially if we're out on his boat and he's wearing yeah, the captain no, hat. Sure. Like, uh, captain Clay. <laughs> Um, how's your how's your off ball moment? You, it you... used to be really good. Um, yeah, yeah. Nice. That, but since then, like you know, I I got it. I blew up my knee just like he did his. And yeah. uh, dude, what the fuck? Yeah, I know. I'm now convinced also, you are. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was yeah, within like a few months of each other too. Uh, dude, and that's then crazy. Uh, yeah, so since since then, and then I was coming back on COVID hit, and now I'm completely out of shape. I've been playing uh, the last few months, but. The shooting off movement is not there. I can't get my balance in time, so I'm re- reduced to a spot up roll now. <laughs> Dude, the universe is a fucking beautiful thing. It's, just like, <laughs> it's all connected. Like, you know, that's that's fucking awesome. Like, cause you know, I'm a, I, I'm not a big believer in coincidences. So, <laughs> um, you know, I, I'm a big believer in that. And you get mad at me when I say that you put your tinfoil hat on. <laughs> uh, coincidences. <laughs> it's all speaking to me, you know. Um, what about you, Joel? I am I putting him in the Hall of Fame or am I Clay yeah. Thompson? Oh. <laughs> I'm definitely not Clay. Um, I so the Basketball Hall of Fame is weird. Um, I don't really understand like what the benchmarks are or like how much it matters. Um, my I was having this conversation with my dad a couple of days ago, actually, about baseball. Because he's like, I don't think Scott Rowland's a Hall of Famer. I'm just like, well, that sucks, Dad. Um, <laughs> but I don't really understand the idea of having a small Hall of Fame. Um, like, in in general, at least in the baseball side, like, this is a museum of your game's history. And so, um, to me, like, the sort of benchmark is, like, can you tell the history of your game without this player? Um, and given like what the Warriors are and have been, like they're not the Warriors without Clay Thompson. Um, so I would put Clay and Draymond and Steph into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, because like I again, I feel like 
um, I don't see the I don't see the benefit in having a small hall. It doesn't. It does. I don't think it helps gain popularity or like makes the game more accessible to people. Um, yeah. So I, I would celebrate Clay Thompson uh, in the Hall of Fame. And I do feel like uh, trying to be objective for a second, like that. Yeah. This like last Warriors run has been a very they're they're probably the, the defining team of this era. <laughs> Especially like the three point revolutions, like Steph and Clay at the forefront of that, Splash Brothers, all that. So, and those three guys had to be there this whole time to, and they've all played at a very high level. Obviously, Steph won all time greats, but even the other two have been really, really good in this league. And I think they, that team should be remembered and those guys should be remembered like in, in the Hall of Fame. That's fair. Um, you know, I mean, you guys have actually kind of sold me because I really didn't think of it. Um, I think Joel did a really good job of, of kind of defining what the hall should be. Um, and I think that's, you know, it's it's up in the air, right? So there's a lot mm-hmm. of different definitions for it. And so I think a lot of times, like, especially for myself, uh, because so many others, it's it's strictly by like numbers. If they hit a certain threshold, right? Or And that's very, that's probably more baseball oriented, but I think it filters into the NBA too. But I think by changing the definition to, yeah, like how impactful are have they been for the game and in terms of telling the history? I, I like I really like that. I really like that because when I think about it, like especially probably more for baseball, right? Because I think there's a lot of dudes in there just because strictly numbers. But yeah, a lot of those guys, you know, who fucking cares, right? You know, and I think you can filter. Like I think that would be a really good way to filter out uh, guys in there. And like I hear what you're saying in terms of like Hall should be big. But I feel like if you incorporate that kind of definition, the hall will actually be smaller. Mm. I, I don't, that's what I think. Because I think a lot of like superfluous guys that are in there for superfluous reasons, right? Mm. Like they're not necessarily like, like you said, like, whether it's like history or the impact of the game. I think a lot of those guys are out. Uh, and so, um, yeah, no, I really like that. That's definitely changed my, I guess, my perception of, the hall in general and i guess uh, guys that wouldn't because you know before i answer the question like i've always been kind of not anti-clay guy like i've always liked clay and i've appreciated him but i always felt like uh that kind of player was not necessarily unique per se like like he's a really good shooter but there was a lot of like i feel like it was easily more replicated by other there's a lot of good shooters like there's a really a lot of good shooters in the nba so that's kind of where i was going from but um you know you guys make good points you know because you know that that kind of triumvirate you know did revolutionize the game right and then they won ships and um yeah I don't, the warriors are not like for me making the argument for draymond green is really easy right because warriors to me there's no way they went without him yeah right? mm-hmm. but then you know a part of me has always been like I, f- I always felt like you could okay so Steph and Dre to me are like the, the linchpins and mm-hmm. I kind of always felt like maybe you could replace somebody other than Clay into the Clay role and so I've always been kind of on the fence but um, I think you guys are right you know like I mean there have been <laughs> you know like like you said the you know, 36 whatever in the quarter you know like the, his crazy 50 point games and shit like that so um, I think you, you guys have sold me, man. You guys have sold me. So, nice, yeah, nice job. We did it. Uh, I was I was looking at Basketball Reference while you were uh, coming to our side of the fence, 
And um, the similarity scores do not bode well for his Hall of Fame <laughs> credentials here. Like Daryl Armstrong, Kenny Smith, Bradley oh, Beal, John Wall. Oh, fuck it. I'm, I'm going back to the other like... side. I'm going back to the other side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Daryl Armstrong one is damning. But, um, you know, like, um, I was on I was on this the the camp of like I would have traded Clay Thompson for Kevin Love when like that was a a subject of conversation and so um, I don't know if the Warriors are as successful if you flip those two um, and you know and for I, I Thompson's do. credit like he they definitely don't win as many championships if Clay is not there because there were several series where Game Six Clay just like changed oh, it yeah. like the, yeah, yeah. this team was beat and then he said no for sure for sure you know like a couple of things pop into my head right there is uh <clears throat> one um you know my dad was always a big like uh, yeah like he appreciated he, he wanted athleticism and all that shit skill things like that but at the end of the day he's like is this guy clutch like when the game matters is he gonna deliver right and, you know, I don't really fucking care how high he jumps or how good he dribbles or whatever, you know. And, you know, like, we used to always have arguments about D'Angelo Russell when he was on the Lakers. And he would go crazy on him because he hated him, right? And I was like, why? I was like, you know, and I was like, kind of like, yeah, I don't really like him because he's kind of slow, not that athletic. And But for him, he's like, you know what? I don't care about any of that stuff. But, like, when, like, the game really matters, like, he always felt like he was making a boneheaded play or he wasn't hitting that shot. Right. Yeah. And like, at the end of the day, you're like, you're right. Like we could, I could be like, yeah, you could bring in someone else to, to be that clay guy. But you know, is he going to hit those clutch shots? Is he going to do that stuff? You know? So, um, I think we definitely have to give him credit for that. I probably undersold him you know, from that perspective in terms of the Kevin love one. Uh, you know, I remember like at the time they kind of wanted a more like, inside presence right that's why they were kind of doing that right not only the the offense but then also like cleaning the boards and, and the, the, you know whatever outlet passes but then that kind of got me thinking the james wiseman right and like you know that warriors offense is not predicated on an inside presence they need that those guys flowing the motion the flare screens on the wing it's a perimeter oriented offense they want the space right so you know, Wiseman is not that guy. Like for the center position, you know they don't they don't want a guy to throw it down in the block really, right? And like they want the big guys to, you know, their main role is to hit, you know, have hard screens on the perimeter to free up their shooters and, and to rebound and stuff like that. So then that kind of got me into it, and I was like, yeah, I don't know, yeah, I, I think actually Kevin Love on those teams like makes them worse, <laughs> you know. Uh, that that you know, that's what I think. It's a tough call. I feel like like Love could fit in that system because he is a, a very smart player. He's an ex- excellent passer, and back then Good he was passer. a monster. Yeah, that's like, a fair point. Yeah, at, uh, who can space the floor and knock down threes? I think he's, he's totally different yeah. uh, than your traditional like you know pick and dive center. He's not throwing down lobs or anything. He did have a post game, but he could pass out of the post. And we we've seen yeah. them work Draymond in that role or he just yeah he entered the ball to him obviously he's not looking to score but then they run their split cuts off the ball and he's diamond people up so it I think it's it is an interesting dichotomy uh could you could you survive with him defensively at a championship level if he's your center I'm, I'm not sure maybe you're better off playing smaller with with Draymond there 
but it's, yeah, it, it's point. always been an interesting, uh, interesting like, what if? Like, what yeah. if, what would have happened if they made that trade? For sure, because there's no death lineup if you have love, right? You can't do the death lineup, and then Clay was a good perimeter defender, so yeah, you you're losing that, right? But all right, so if you're saying that love, you know, works for them, then you got to take fucking Clay out of the Hall of Fame, Ron. Why? Because <laughs> you could just bring it in some happen. other dudes. This is a hypothetical. <laughs> yeah, this is the Hall of Fame of the real, as opposed to the Hall of Fame of like, what could have been. You know? <laughs> yeah. No. No doubt. No doubt. No. Those are good points. Um. Yeah, I like that. It, that would be, you know, that would be very interesting. I need to. Uh, what's that show? Sliders, where you can go into like parallel universes and see how different scenarios play out. Uh, I would love. I would love to see how they play out. Um. All right. For me. You know, most memorable game, easily just right away, 2000 NBA Western Conference Finals Game 7, Portland Trail Blazers. Um, you know, I remember the company I worked for back then, you know, they, they hooked me up with tickets. So I went with my boss. We we're sitting like mid level behind the basket where that alley oop happened. And like, you know, the game was tight, it was low scoring. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was like 89 something, 83 was the final score, something like that. So, like, 45 points each at halftime. So, it was close. Third quarter, like, Portland just absolutely blitzed us. You know, they ended up going up by, like, 16. And the, the arena, the it was just yeah. so quiet. It's just, like, yeah. nothing, right? It's like everyone and, was so somber down. And yeah, to put it in context, like, a 16-point lead back then is, like, a 40-point lead today. Yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. Yeah, you know, again, grind it out. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, so, you know, there was, like... the I mean, man, the air was out of the balloon. It's just, there was just, everyone was just so down. And my boss, you know, he's more like, he didn't really even care about basketball. He's more a hockey guy. And he's just like, ah, whatever, let it go. Let, let's go kind of thing, right? But then, at the end of the fucking third quarter, B. Shaw banks in. From the baseline, he banked in a three-pointer. How the, first of all, how the fuck you bank in? <laughs> yeah. But then he banked it in, and then everyone was like, oh, shit. And then I looked at my boss, I was like, Hey, that could be the play. That could be the play, right? But then, you know, fourth quarter opens up. They score. Uh, they get it up to, like, 15. And so there's, like, around, like, nine or ten minutes left. And then the Lakers just went fucking nuts. Portland didn't score for, like, eight minutes. And then the Lakers just came, boom, and they just rushed it. And during that run, everybody was, like, standing up. Even during timeouts, nobody was sitting down. People were just going fucking nuts, and and then it was just it was just bedlam. And then when Kobe crossed over Pippen, and then he threw up that oop and Shaq, you know, smushed it down. <laughs> like I'm getting like goosebumps like talking about it right now. Like the hairs are all standing. I'm just I, like I want to tear off my clothes right now and run outside naked, just like how Shaq was, you know, how he was running back after that oop. Like that like that's what I'm feeling right now. And it's like, yeah, that was like. What I, I was like, what the hell? That was fucking insane. Um, yeah, I mean, it was just mass bedlam in there. Um, the whole fourth quarter, probably for, so it was what, 10, 10 minutes of game time. Uh, that's probably translated to like 20, 25 minutes of real time. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. every, no one sat down. Just just jumping and just, uh, yeah, it's crazy. Now I'm getting amped. I, I need to go back and watch that game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm tired. I'm tired. I've been to, uh, I haven't been to a, like a playoff game in a while. And the last one I went to, the home team lost. So it's like definitely a, a weird feeling. Um, but yeah, man, like game seven rules. I've never been to um, 
I guess the last game I went to was a conference final game, but it didn't really feel like it. Um, have either you been to like a finals game or what's the, the highest level of playoff you've been to? That, that for me, that was it. WC game seven yeah. Western's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've never been to a, a playoff game. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's it's a different experience, right? Some good and some bad, right? Because I think because ticket prices are so high, and the secondary market, and it's it's a lot more corporate, right? And so the type of fan, like especially the higher you go up the building, like you're not getting like those like the quote unquote like the true fans up in the rafters, the in the bleed. Like they're they're not there they're gone right like a lot of them are priced out which sucks and I hate that right like I remember when I lived in New York I uh, went to some Yankee playoff games you know like got hooked up and like the the environment and the vibe is just so different right like you because you need those you need the dudes in the bleachers like talking shit and like you know throwing beer or whatever you know like you need that but you know when it's like all corporate and you know so like it, it's a it's definitely a different vibe but you know with that said you know. It, like the intensity is is unmatched um so you know from that aspect and just you know people get just so so amped um but yeah i always i always got annoyed that kind of a lot of the like the real fans that have been there you know the whole time like they just priced out you know and then, and then they can't go so yeah that kind of sucks but um i mean that was my like entire warriors experience like when i first started going to warrior games they were at oracle and i could buy like a uh, like five game package like as a graduate student i could do that nice. um and then like then the warriors got good and then the warriors moved to san francisco and now it's just like you just mm-hmm. can't go like not not that i'm in a position to be going to warrior games anyways but um totally different experience uh like seeing the warriors in chase center versus like the david lee warriors from the second from the <laughs> from the upper bowl at oracle like, <laughs> those were fun games those games were fun as hell all right, so I got a question for you guys. All right, do you guys have like a favorite team of all time? Hmm. So like, so, like so one like, from you, uh, like one specific season. You're saying you're saying like like the 2000 Lakers, something like that. Yeah, or yeah, it could be any team. Yeah, any year, any construction. Like I know, like so, Iran's favorite player is Clay. Yeah. Um. So okay. So Joel, do you do you have a favorite player? I don't think so. Um. Okay. Mostly it's like my, my like NBA fandom is really strange. Like I didn't really, I wasn't an NBA fan growing up. I watched a lot of college basketball. That was the thing that I cared about. Um, I went to like one Nuggets game when we lived in Colorado. Um, and then when I was living in Ohio, there wasn't a team in that part of the state. When I was living in Missouri. There wasn't a team in that state period. Um, so when I moved to California, like I, my, one of my good buddies was a Warriors fan and he brought us to these games. And so I got to have like this, this warriors ride as they like became what they became. Um, I have a really soft spot for the bucks now. Um, you know, we, we moved out here a couple of years ago um, and they won a championship our first summer here, which was a really big deal. We moved, um, we moved in November and so, like, our first, like, six months here, we're just, like, eating shit. Just, it was cold. We didn't have any friends. It was miserable. Um, and, like, summers in the upper Midwest are, like, really, like, explosions of life. Like, it, it's yeah, such yeah. a relief. Yeah. And uh, the Bucks did us, like, a great favor of, like, winning a championship that summer. Like, coming out of COVID and, like, 
it felt like a really like like effervescent kind of time of like oh my god there's life here still you know like <laughs> um or life again really and so i i have like a really i have a real affection for the bucks just because like it was part of like a, a personal renaissance um and i just i think they're a really likable group like you know it's Giannis plays so hard mm-hmm. um and like there are some obvious limitations to his game but like it's real like force of will shit of just like you just can't stop me. I'm gonna just be relentless. It's the it's the Marshawn Lynch like clip of like over and over and over again. I'm going to the basket. Um, and Drew do is a think, dog. And go ahead. Do you th- do you think he's on like um, a dominant level like Shaq? Um, I don't think he's a dominant level like Shaq just because he's not. He doesn't have the same like gravity because, that yeah, Shaq yeah. has. Um, but it's the same kind of problem of just like there really aren't a lot of ways to stop him when he gets rolling. Um, so yeah, I, I, I really do. I enjoy the Bucks. I like Giannis. I like Drew. I like Chris. I like Brooke. I love Bobby Portis as like a citizen of Milwaukee. I have to say we love Bobby Portis, you know? Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm definitely, I'm rooting for the home team here. Yeah. I got to say something though, here in your history, you know, you move to, uh, you know, the Bay area, and then the Warriors go on their dynasty. You move to Milwaukee, and then they win their chip. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, I, I think, hey, Rod, I think we need to bring Joel to L.A. Bring him home. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I, I'm open to a buyout. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, it's so fucking expensive to live here. It's stupid. <laughs> it's so I mean... dumb. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, talking earlier about like the list of things I miss about California, that is not on the list. Yeah. It's like, oh, I, I really love just like having to rent for the rest of my life and just like grinding <laughs> through an existence. Yeah, it, it's crazy. So, Iran, so two thousand Lakers. That's bar none. That's like your, your squad, all time squad. Uh, I, I don't know. It's such, I think I, I feel more of a connection to like the the. The Kobe Pow teams, just okay. the point of life yeah, yeah, yeah. of my life, I was still pretty young when yeah, that yeah. first Kobe Shaq run was. So I think like I was way more into it, like the the you know oh nine oh ten years, oh uh, ten is that a thing? I don't know ten. Uh, but uh, so I probably feel a strong connection to those teams. I feel like the teams that I gravitate to though, like just more of like a basketball fan, NBA fan, are teams that don't win. They're just like that yeah. random like twenty eleven Clippers team. I love that yeah, team, yeah. Yeah. and I fall in love with with those with those types of teams but also i think the way that the that first warriors title when they just kind of rose up and they they played that a, a beautiful brand of basketball especially with all with all the shooting and stuff uh that like they were so fun to watch i can't like i i can't stand warriors fans but like that i love that <laughs> that that team like that it's it was amazing they play but, beautiful brand of basketball. Yeah. yeah, but same with like the the Nash Suns teams. Always love them. Always love watching them. Like they also revolutionize the game. Uh, but so I feel like it's these teams that don't quite make it that I, I tend to gravitate to. Uh, they really stick out in my mind. Like the early two thousands Kings teams. Like they were beautiful to watch too. Oh, yeah. as we had a rivalry with them. But so is it is it um, the underdog nature of teams, or is it like a particular style of play that the, those teams play? I think it is like a lot of the underdog nature oh, yeah. or like, or like undervalued or like things yeah. that I feel like aren't as appreciated as maybe they should be. Uh, 
And a, a lot of times it's because like, yeah, well, people, you bring that up as like a fond memory and the person's just like, yeah, well, they didn't win. Okay, cool. You're you're right. Sorry. All right. So, all right, all right. so, so here's here's a question for both of you guys, and this is a debate that I I have often with my buddy, right? So, for him, it's all about the chip. He's like, I don't care, just give me the chip, right? And this guy sounds I like a Laker it. fan. But <laughs> uh, he's a Laker fan, but I think he's more probably hardcore Raider fan, right? So. Mm. You can understand it, I guess, the where he's coming from because it's been painful being a Raiders fan, a lot of despair, right? So, I I understand it, right? My my counter, my pushback to that is, I don't, I don't feel like, I mean, yeah, you're trying to win every season or you're trying to whatever, but I don't think that should necessarily be the goal because there's so much variance and luck in winning a championship, right? In any sport, whether it be you know injury luck. You know matchups and things like that. So for me, I'm more like, I just want to have a team that's built to be competitive every year, like to be a contender every year. And then I feel like by doing that, not only are you sustaining like for the long term, but then also you're giving yourself more darts to win, right? Because if you're in contention, if you make the playoffs, because anything can happen in the playoffs, right? So. By giving yourself a better chance, more darts to win the chip, then I feel like that's a better way of going about it. But I, I you know, I, I do understand where he's coming from. So, um, like, well, yeah, what do you, what are your thoughts on that? Where do you guys stand on that? So for me, I, I, I look at it two ways. I think from the perspective of being a fan of a team, I would want that team to go all out for the, the title. And if I was okay. you running a team, like I would follow that philosophy too. Whatever it takes to win. Anything else doesn't matter. But just as a fan of, of, of basketball, of I love watching basketball. I want to see as much good basketball as possible, and therefore I appreciate the the teams who like are just fun to watch, who are good but not great, or like they might never win a title, but like I just like the way they play. So I, it's, it's different perspectives. But as like putting on like my Lakers fan hat, I'd be like, yeah. Let's trade everything for AD. We get one title and stuff for 10 years. <laughs> Fine. It's worth it. It's worth it. All right. All right. I, I get it. I, I get it. What about you, Joel? I think that's a really great perspective because, like, um, you know, I, I sort of have, like, this broad fandom for, for professional basketball. Like, I, I really think, like, having a floor is great. You know, I think, like, no, there's really, like, nothing worse than just, like, hopeless basketball. Like, if I were a Rockets fan, I would just be – despairing all the time like I just would I would be unhappy constantly and it would be it would have taken a thing that I really cared about and stripped a lot of the joy out of it um and so because I have like sort of a a sort of amorphous fandom when it comes to basketball like just be good be competent matters a lot um but I'm a St. Louis Cardinals baseball fan and so like because the team has won so many championships during my lifetime it's like I don't really I don't really care about winning the central anymore. Like that, that's sort of the baseline, like fucking trade for Juan Soto and like, let's win a goddamn thing. (laughs) But, um, but yeah, I mean, I just, because I don't, you know, like you were saying earlier about like a Raiders fan, like because I just don't live in like the depths very often, I feel like I can, um, I have like an appreciation for competency um, because like I just, I never really have to do with the, the, the real like despairs even when I was like vaguely interested in the Kings like they were 
they were not like the 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 nadir kings of just like really grim it was it was young fox and healed and up and coming um so yeah i, I think like it really depends on like what's your personal bond with the team is like mm-hmm. yeah that's fair that's fair um that's a tough one you know because i mean you know flags flags fly forever and you know at the end of the day like that is the ultimate goal right um but you know i it's tough, man. It's tough. Just, I guess, I guess the way I look at it is just because there's so many things that are, you know, out of the control of the powers that be. Mm-hmm. Right? So, um, I don't know. I guess in a way, it's like, yeah, like sell your soul to the devil, right, for that for that one chip, and then you know you have to burn in hell for the rest of your life, you know, type of thing. So. Yeah, but like, I mean, the so the Bucks did that, you know, like they traded everything away to bring in Drew Holiday. And they won. And and like, yeah. like I don't know. I think the Bucks are pretty good this year. I think they could they could win a championship this year. Um, but the window is definitely closing. You know, like mm-hmm. Middleton is a free agent after this season, and like without Chris, we see that it just doesn't work. Um, they're you know Brooke Lopez is 35, 36 years old. Like they're not going to be able to do it without Brooke. You know, so yeah. it could be it could be starting to turn a little bit here of like the, the time to pay the piper is coming. Um, so we'll, we'll see. I mean, uh, that one was great though. It, it made me a Bucks fan. So I guess that means something. I, you know, I do think that, uh, I think basketball actually it's easier to go that route, right? Because like one guy can really change the whole complexion of the game. And it's like, because there's only five starters, so the amount of roster spots, so depth is not as important. And it's, it, it is a team game, but it's more individualized than, say, like football, right? Or, or like baseball. Baseball is very individual, but the impact that one player can have on a baseball game right, is, is kind of negated. Whereas basketball, one player could literally score every point if he wanted to, right? So... Um, so I do, yeah. So I, yeah, I guess thinking about it, like, yeah, probably basketball, uh, it's more conducive to to, to kind of go on that route. Whereas I, I, I don't know, I don't think football and, and baseball, yeah, I, I don't know. I think you want a more team building, I think, but I don't know. We'll see. But now, yeah, now I know. Now I know. Iran's selling itself to the devil, and, and Joel, Joel's got the horns too. So all right. <laughs> <laughs> Winning is cool. It, it is a fun time when it happens, you know? Yeah, no, no, no doubt, no doubt. At the end of the day, I mean, that is that is the eventual goal. So, um, no, it's always good to get your perspectives on that. I know, you know, Iran's got to get back. So uh, let's end this out. It's a little over an hour. So, um, you know, it's always a pleasure to have you on, Iran. You know, it's um, it's always good to talk to you. I think, we, you know, we, we got to get you on more often. Um, we got to rub it in. To Joel, I think we should we should zoom while we're outside on the beach, yeah. beaches while while Joel's inside, so he he, he can get it. Definitely. No, Next time I'll take a call from uh, outdoors for sure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm a, I'm gonna go outside. I'll go to the beach too. But uh, um, no, thanks. You know, much appreciated for taking the time out to join us. That was really good, course, Joel. As yeah. always, yeah, thank you. Yeah, uh, before well, talking about, basketball, man, so it's a lot of fun. You know, I can't think of a better way to spend an hour during the middle of my day. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, you're the man. Joel, you're the man too. Anything else you want to tell the peoples or, you know, you guys want to plug anything or talk to anybody before we sign off? 
I don't mean to plug. I haven't written anything. Basketball took a break. Joel took a break. This was really fun, though. It was good to chat with you. Good to meet you. Uh, looking forward to the next time. For sure. I'll set it up, man. Take it easy, guys. Bye. Bye.